0: Welcome to the Source of Commercial Real Estate Podcast, where we talk to the experts in all asset classes of commercial real estate. Listen so you can grow your wealth, expand your portfolio, improve your mindset, and live an amazing life. And now, your host, Jonathan Hayek. If you are curious about commercial real estate, even intimidated, but you're willing to learn, this is the podcast for you. Maybe you're frustrated with multifamily struggling to find deals, and you want to learn a new asset class. This is the podcast where we talk to the experts in all areas of commercial real estate, so you can find your competitive advantage, grow your portfolio, and live an amazing life. I'm your host, Jonathan Hayek, and I'm an investor, probably a lot like you. I have a portfolio of small multifamily and small commercial properties. And several years ago, I thought I would just keep buying more of these types of properties. But as time has gone on, deals that make sense have been harder to come by. I'm in a different stage of life than I was just a few years ago, and my investing philosophy has changed so that now I'm looking to purchase larger deals in the non-residential space. But how do I know what to buy? How do I know what a good deal is? Should I buy a warehouse or a medical office building, a self-storage facility, or a mobile home park? That's why I started this podcast, so I can learn from the experts, learn all of the asset classes, and make good investing decisions. I'm glad you're here listening, and I hope this podcast can help you make good investing decisions too. Welcome to this week's episode of Feedback Friday. This comes out every Friday, and it's where I give you my three biggest takeaways from my interview from earlier in the week. I think of it as the Cliff Notes version of the interview. If you haven't heard that episode, you should definitely go back and check it out. In this episode, you'll hear some of my reflections and some background information on the guest's three biggest points. My guest this week was Bill Douglas, and we had a wide-ranging conversation. From talking about two near-death experiences that Bill went through to a major medical diagnosis, to how to build a successful business, how to make a first hire, how to get out of your own way, and finally, how to use technology to increase NOI and make your commercial properties attractive to tenants. The first three quarters of our conversation was largely focused on mindset, and building a business, while the last quarter of the conversation was focused on the technology aspect. I found Bill's take on mindset and building a business to be refreshing. Bill has a really unique perspective on leadership and how to get the most out of his employees. If you have not heard that full interview, go back to earlier this week and download that episode because I think you'll get a lot out of it. Today, I want to give you my three major takeaways from my conversation with Bill. My first major takeaway is that life is worth living. My second takeaway was, are you in the way? And my third takeaway is using technology and other creative ways to increase NOI and making your commercial property attractive to prospective tenants. First, let's talk about Bill's mantra that life is for living, not just for working. And to frequent listeners of this show, it should come as no surprise that this was one of my major takeaways. It is no secret that I really value commercial real estate for this exact reason, to use commercial real estate to help us live amazing lives. One of the reasons that I love real estate and commercial real estate in particular is that you as an owner and investor can take it in almost any direction you would like to go. So if you would like to build a huge business and you want to work a lot, you want to work 40, 50, 60, or more hours per week, you can do that. If you would rather focus on building an amazing team you can also do that. If you would like to invest passively and you want to be as hands-off as possible, you can also do that. For me and my purposes in investing, I enjoy being involved, but I don't want to be working 40 or more hours per week. And so I use commercial real estate to live my amazing life. And your amazing life is going to be different than what mine is. Bill talked about, you know, taking off a Tuesday to go skiing in the mountains. He also talked about renting an island and taking family and friends to Belize for a getaway. Those are examples of how Bill uses the entrepreneurship world to live his amazing life. But your amazing life doesn't necessarily have to be what his is or what mine is. You, dear listener, it is your responsibility to identify what would make your life amazing and to use commercial real estate and being an entrepreneur to achieve that. But we also have to keep in mind that it does take work. And in year one of entrepreneurship or real estate investing, you are probably not renting out an island in Belize and taking your friends and family there. It's going to take work and time to get yourself to that point. Early on in your investing and entrepreneurship life, it might just be taking short days on Fridays. It might be starting days later in order to eat breakfast with your family or anything in between. Ultimately, as your success and experience grows, your ability to be flexible and develop your amazing life is also going to increase. I am a big proponent of embracing the seasonality of life, so understanding that there is a time to hustle, but there is also a time to relax. And Bill hit on this when he talked about being in tune with your mood and your emotional state and recognizing when you are starting to run on fumes and you need to br- and you need a break. Bill fully acknowledges that in order to achieve your amazing life, it's going to take hard work. Taking off to go skiing and traveling and spend time with friends and family all the time and never working is obviously not the solution. That's not realistic. I mentioned this in the episode, but I'll mention it again here. There's a concept in the book, The One Thing by Jay Papazan that I think about a lot. And that concept is that life is about constantly being out of balance. And recognizing that there are going to be times in life when all the different aspects of your life are not in balance, whether that's friends, family, faith, finances, uh, fun, travel, all those different things, it's impossible to have all of those items in balance all the time. It's not realistic. So if you are in a season where it's time to be hustling and you're working on a project, that project might take a few months. And during that time, other areas of your life might suffer. But you know they're not going to suffer in perpetuity. There's an end to this project. And at that time, the pendulum will swing, in which case you can take time off from work. And maybe your time with friends and family and traveling is going to increase. And at that time, maybe your work life is out of balance until the next season when work can increase and time traveling decreases, and on and on it goes. My second major takeaway from my conversation with Bill was identifying if I am in the way or if you are in the way of your business's growth. Bill told the great story of, I believe it was his second near-death experience, where he was out of work for several months. And during that time, his business actually grew exponentially more than during the time that he was actively involved in the business. And this was an indicator to him that, one, he had grown a successful business that could operate without him, and two, he had good people hired and doing their jobs well. That was a humbling experience for Bill, and when I think about it for myself, it's a humbling experience for me, too, when I think about the uh, very real truth that I am not the right person for every job in my businesses. For example, in my businesses, something that I am bad at and I do not enjoy doing is building websites. You can do it through WordPress, and I've built multiple websites, but I hate every minute of it. I'm not particularly good at it, and it just takes such a long time for me to do. I spend hours, days, and weeks struggling through building websites. Part of me thinks that it's a good skill to have to be able to build WordPress websites, and then another part of me just flat out does not want to pay to have it done. This is something that I'm struggling with, and honestly, I would be much better off paying someone, I don't know, $1,500 to build a WordPress website for me so that I can go do things that I am good at and generate income and are a better use of my time, like generating leads, like uh, building relationships with brokers out of state, and things like that that are ultimately going to be a better use of my time. I know there are things in your business that you are struggling with as well that you are not good at and that take up a bunch of your time and are not a good use of your time. So what are those items and how can you outsource them? How can you get someone who would be a good candidate to take those things off your plate in order to free up your time so that you can be doing things that are a better use of your time? This concept reminds me of two really popular books, the first being Who Not How by Dan Sullivan and Benjamin Hardy uh, that came out uh, within the last couple years. And it's been really powerful in the real estate world. And reading that book can be a humbling experience because you really do have to recognize that uh, you are not the best person to solve every problem in your business. There is a person out there who can solve your problems, and it is a good fit for them. But me expecting myself to be a master at every part of my business is not fair, and it's simply not realistic. The second book that this discussion brings to mind is The E-Myth, and The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. And the big takeaway from that book is working on your business and not in your business. So setting up systems so that your business can function relatively well and efficiently without you pulling all the levers and directing everybody. But everybody has a job, and you have systems set up so that you don't have to be 100% involved in your business 24 hours a day. My third major takeaway from my conversation with Bill Douglas was... Uh, the idea of using technology and other creative ways to increase NOI in your properties and increase the attractiveness of your properties to potential tenants. We mostly talked about office buildings in our conversation, but it really can apply to a lot of different asset classes. I think This idea that we talked about with using technology in office buildings is really powerful because office buildings are starting to, and really over the next decade, um, are going to be undergoing a huge change. It really remains to be seen what a typical office building is going to look like in 10 years. But I think we're starting to understand that it's going to look a lot different than an office building looked like five or ten years ago. It remains to be seen exactly how the return to office idea is going to materialize. I think we're all sort of starting to realize that Everybody working from home all the time is simply not realistic. There are some jobs that simply have to be done in a collaborative office setting. But at the same time, we're also understanding that everybody going back to the office five days a week, nine hours a day, is also probably not going to happen either. And so companies are still going to need their office spaces, but their office spaces are going to need to look different. Than they have in the last few years. I've had other guests on the show talking about the evolution of the office space, whether it's uh, you know making nice common community areas with pool tables and foosball tables, outdoor settings where people feel comfortable uh, working outside. Um, and Bill was really talking about the technology aspect, so whether that's um, having touch-free entrances to the building, touch-free elevator buttons. Um, Having a technology setup, um, whether it's phone, internet, um, printing, security, and all kinds of other technological advances that you can offer potential tenants to include in your office building to make it more attractive to potential tenants for leasing. If you're a value-add investor, there really are opportunities in the office space um, of buying either completely vacant office buildings or or partially vacant office buildings, getting them leased up, and then you know potentially refinancing or selling once they're at full occupancy. Of course, those deals still have to have good fundamentals, good location, good quality tenants, good amenities, all those sorts of things. But yeah, I've said it before, and and I, I'll continue to say it that moving forward, I think um, for the wise investor, there will continue to be continue to be opportunities in the office space, um, because companies are are still going to continue to need offices. They're go- going to look different than they have in the past, um, but companies will need to continue to lease office space. So there you have it. Those are my three takeaways from my conversation with Bill Douglas. First, knowing that life is for living. Second, identifying if you are in the way of your business's growth. And third, using technology and other creative ways to increase NOI and make your commercial property more attractive to tenants. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Feedback Friday. I have some amazing guests coming up, uh, guests in the industrial space, quick serve restaurant space, uh, office medical, and um, all kinds of other asset classes. So um, if you haven't yet, make sure you hit subscribe in your podcast player so you don't miss a single episode. If you have any questions or comments for me, don't hesitate to reach out. But until then, thank you for listening. I appreciate you. Take care. This content is for entertainment and informational purposes only. It is not financial advice, and it is not an invitation to buy or sell real estate or make any investment decisions.